Like, y'all, we have to stop doing these, like, uh, hood hustles. And, you know, we have to get it together. We have to get it together. And a lot of the time, if you care about your clients getting their results and like really being able to deliver the promise of what your program is designed to do, when you break apart parts of your process and sell it at a more affordable rate, you're honestly putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound for that prospect, right? Normally, your prospect needs surgery. They need to have an all-encompassing and you're making it harder for them because now they're going to have to piece together all these different affordable packages that you like broke down and died, you know, deconstructed. Great day. Great day. You are listening to the Jerisha said podcast. Having the courage to start your own business and actually sell your consulting services online can be tough. Look, it may not be easy, but it can be simple. In each episode, we take a deep dive into one core growth strategy so you can gain a solid understanding of what's required to serve your clients, sell your services, and scale your consulting business online. All you have to do is listen to what Jerisha said. So if you are ready for a transparent, I'm talking all the way real, edge snatching strategies, grab your castor oil and keep listening. I am your host, former engineer, turned online high-ticket sales coach, Jerisha Hawk. You probably chose to tune in today because you have a burning desire. You have had this idea of starting a coaching business and creating consistent revenue, but there's a gap. Something's missing. You are ready to raise your rates, but you lack the confidence with being able to attract an audience of high-end clients and sell them on your offer. That's why this episode today is brought to you by my signature program, Newly Enhanced Services That Sell. If you've been thinking about turning the skills that you currently have into a high-ticket, four-figure service that you can sell consistently, I encourage you to sign up for my free crash course training at jerishahawk.com backslash raise your rates. I'll make sure that you know everything that you need to not just deliver your services, And help your clients get amazing results, but how to actually attract those types of clients and sell them consistently using very simple foundational sales strategies. This method has been developed specifically for those who don't have a large audience and who don't want to spend thousands of dollars trying to get complicated funnels to actually work. This is your time to gain the clarity that you crave to confidently sell your services online. Do not waste another minute. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash raise your rates today. Register for the next training and finally get an efficient plan that you can follow and implement so you can start selling your services. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash raise your rates now. Like, listen, the success of your business completely depends on your sales skills. Period, 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 okay? The success of your business completely depends on your success when it comes with sales. And this is a topic that has been very prevalent with my clients, something that I think has been very relevant for a lot of you in my audience. And I want us to talk about it today. Like, how do you deal with your fear of rejection, your fear of failure, specifically when it comes to selling your services, confidently getting on sales calls, Um, handling client objections and, you know, having to bounce back after a prospect or a client has completely ghosted you during the sales process. Okay. 
Um, so if you have any specific questions, we're going to do some Q&A at the end. But I do have notes. This is going to be one of those topics or episodes where you're definitely going to want to grab your notebook, um, grab a paper and actually, you know, participate along during this. And I'm just curious to know, as for those of you guys who are watching this live right now, how many of you have a fear of failure or rejection when it comes to sales? Like how many of you are, or do you struggle with fear, feeling this feel of failure, feeling like that you might be coming off um, too pushy during sales conversations? Do you ever feel like you just don't know what to say, you know, um, or worry about a client giving you a sales objection and just like not knowing how to handle it, not knowing how to bounce back? Do you relate to any of those things? And as we go through today's uh, episode, we'll be able to dive into this a bit deeper, okay? So do you, let me just know in the comments, um, do you relate to any of those? Do you ever feel a fear of rejection, a fear of failure, feeling like you don't want to come off pushy or sleazy or salesy or feeling as if you just don't know what to say and um, maybe clients are ghosting you on a regular basis, you know, you send them an invoice and you have no idea like how to follow up or what happens next. And then they kind of just disappear into the ether or they're constantly deferring saying like, Hey, can you circle back in a couple of months? I think later will be a better time. Have you guys ever felt that? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But yeah, so your success in your business completely depends on your sales skills. You know, everything in your business relies on your ability to sell period. Like your marketing relies on your ability to sell. Your messaging relies on your ability to sell. The effectiveness of your copywriting relies on your ability to sell. Um, even your website design needs to be dependent and relies on your ability to sell. Those courses or offers or coaching programs or services that you've maybe been building, creating, have workbooks for, have a full textbook for, the success of that thing depends on your ability to sell. And uh, one thing... You know, I'm going to go through, I have three main things that people are typically doing wrong um, when it comes, that's really actually, you know, uh, is amplifying the fear of failure or rejection that you might have. And we're going to talk about what those three most common things are. And then we're going to break down what are some things that you need to be doing differently to overcome that fear of failure or rejection. Okay. So... So the first thing that we notice or that I notice a lot of individuals doing when it comes to fear of failure, when it comes to sales, is that you focus on the possible rejection and like raise your hand or throw up, oh my gosh, that's me. And this is you in the comments is that when it comes to sales, when you're like thinking about raising your rates, when you are thinking about actually and selling before you even start selling, your mindset gets consumed and you get so fo focused on what the possible rejections might be. And you focus on those possible rejections to the point where you never actually go out there and sell the thing, right? The, like the number one question that typically happens is like, what if they say no? You know, what if they think my price is too high? What if, you know, all these what ifs, so like there's a million what ifs and I would love if you have any specific what ifs that comes up in mind for you most often, like what are the, fo you focus on the possible rejections, type those in the comments and let me know, like, what are your common, what if they say whatever that type those in the chat real quick. But that's the first thing that typically happens. You get so focused on the possible rejection 
or the possible, um, you know, negative response that you might get that you never actually go out there and start selling. And the, the, I want you to realize that when you give all of your attention, you know, mainly I see somebody says, what if no one buys? What if they say no? What if they say not right now? What if they think my price is too high? What if my service does price them out and I can't help them? I had a young woman tell me like, she already feels like she has so much privilege in her life that she's like, what if, you know, this, she just has a complex or issue with making more money. Like, what if I start taking more money from clients when they don't have it? What if they can't afford it? What if this is breaking into their budget? You know, there's a million what if statements that might come up. But when you, and the kind of the funny thing with this is many times, uh, I want you to ask yourself, do you have any proof that this will actually happen? Nine times out of 10, a client has never told you this. Or you've never really, you, you don't have enough data points to actually prove that this is going to be an, a potential issue. So you just, you spend all of your time worrying about what the potential failure, the potential rejection might be to the point where you try to over-perfect your offer before you ever put it out there to sell. And you try to over-perfect to the point like, ah, what if they say no? Okay, let me go back and like change this, change that, build a website, create an email list. Mm, I'm about to sell it. Like, mm, what if it really needs to be eight weeks long instead of six weeks? I cannot possibly put it out until I've made a final decision on that. Like you go back and try to over-perfect or course correct, trying to avoid these issues from ever happening when you don't even have any proof that it will happen. And the first thing that I want you to do, instead of focusing on the possible rejection, we need to start focusing on what, what it is that you actually desire like you need to be thinking about instead of, you know, what if they say no, you need to be thinking about, is this client even the right fit to work with me, right? Instead of thinking about the possible rejection of like, what if they don't buy, you need to shift your perspective and start thinking about, you know, is this person's problem aligned with the promise that I'm selling in my program? Like you really need to start shifting your perspective of worry and doubt and negativity and lack and really start shifting your mindset to be in a more empowered, uh, capable frame of reference. Because, you know, whether or not they say no, and we'll get to this point in just a moment here is really not the major issue. Um, The main thing that we want to be doing during a sales conversation is determining, is this person even the right fit? Does this person's problem align with the promise of the program that I'm selling? Um, and does their level of commitment align with what's required to get the result that, that we're delivering? That's the main thing that your focus should be around. Not like, oh my gosh, what if they don't buy? Oh my gosh, what if they think my prices are too high? Oh my gosh, X, Y, or Z. So a lot of the time, your fear of failure and rejection when it comes to sales is a lot of hypothetical made up situations that you are creating in your head right? You're focusing on the possible rejection and we don't even have proof to know if that's even going to happen. For a lot of you guys who have not started selling yet, you have no proof that this will happen. Um, So we have to move past that and shift our perspective and shift our mindset around that. The second thing that we see that really uh, is causing you to have this fear of failure or fear of rejection when it comes to sales is every rejection feels like a sign of failure. And I'm going to take a pause there for a minute because I'm just curious to know, have you ever felt that? You know, every time you get a quote unquote rejection, a not right now, um, can you come back to me later? Or uh, a message read with no response. You know, if you get unresponsiveness, 
It can make you feel like a failure. It can make you feel like you're not good enough. It can make you feel like you're just not worthy. It can make you feel like you're not capable. It can make you feel like, you know, you just need to do more, get more, have more under your belt before you can start selling, right? And typically, this is what we see happen or what I see happen a lot of time. When people start to experience rejection during sales, they get they turn and get on this downward spiral of offering deep discounts. And I know I'm definitely speaking to somebody on that one. Like, when is the last time you try to sell your service at the price that you know you are worth or the price that you know it should have been valued at? And then you got a rejection or you got a deferment or you got somebody who was not responsive. And then you started thinking like, oh my gosh, maybe I need to discount my services. Oh my gosh, maybe I'm overcharging. Oh my gosh, like people are not going to buy it at this price point. So like, let me give them a, like a discount or give them a special sale when there really is no actual sale just so I can get them to say yes. You over internalize and you start to question like, what is wrong with me? Why am I not good enough? Why is this not good enough? You start questioning the value of what you've already created or put into your offer, right? You start thinking like, I know this is really valuable, but like, why are people not paying for it? Like, I know that this can really help this client get the result, but like, why? I just don't understand. Like, why are they not, like, they keep wanting to delay and like, hello, their situation is not about to change. They're still in a state of struggle. They're still in a state of like, you know, not, not seeing the results they want. Like, why are they not committing? Is anybody can like, can you relate to this? Can you relate to this whatsoever? And you start, like I said, you getting out, you get on this like negative downward spiral where you start offering discounts. You start, maybe you had a bigger package and maybe you start peeling out pieces of your process to offer it in like smaller bite-sized chunks. Like instead of selling the whole thing all encompassing for $2,000, you're like, maybe I'll sell this one part for 97 and sell this one part for like, you know, 300 bucks. And, you know, some people say they don't want the full process. They just want like a one-on-one pick my brain session. So like I break that off and sell that for 150 an hour. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm cringing right now because um, one, I've been there in my business. And two, I know that you may be in that position right now, which is causing you to have this fear of failure and causing you to really struggle with being able to sell your services, right? And somebody said, I literally just did this yesterday or did this today and started asking myself if I should shorten it to make it more affordable, right? How many of you guys are trying to compromise what is required to get the result that you're selling by repackaging it into these like smaller bite-sized affordable offers so you can be more budget-friendly for your prospects, right? We do not want to do that. Um, especially if you are somebody, and we're going to talk about how to make this pivot and make this switch, but especially if you are somebody who offers a, a real transformation and you really want to help your clients get the result, um, whenever you offer discounts or re, redo your packages so you can be more affordable, you are diluting the result that you're ultimately going to help. Like you're, you're diluting the result and diluting the transformation that's actually possible for your client. Because a lot of the time when you guys are offering a service, right, there's normally a step-by-step process that a client has to go through to get the results, correct? Like first thing you, like, you know, for our services at Sell Program, the first thing that you need to do is you need a package using the pop method. You need to narrow your niche, figure out what your promise is going to be, package your signature service. Then you need to price your signature service, understand what your money projections are going to be and how you're actually going to achieve your income goal. Then you need to do your lean launch and then you need to get on sales calls and close clients, right? 
I've had so many clients come to me and say, well, I just want the pop method. Can I just have module one? I just want the lean launch. Like, Jay, my offer is already solid. Girl, I'm good. Can you just give me the lean launch? Like, I just want to know how to launch and sell. But the issue is when you break apart pieces of your process and sell that to clients at a discounted rate, you are now actually doing them a huge disservice. Because if my goal is to help you raise your rates and enroll clients at this high ticket price point and help your clients get massive results with your offer, you need the full process. You know, it's like saying you want to go to the car dealership and it's like, mm, I just want them rims and I just want the hood. I, I you know, and you trying to put it on some Honda hoopty you got out front. Like, no, like if you want the whole car, like if you want this vehicle, you need to buy the whole shebang. You need to buy the engine, the wheels, the chassis, the frame, uh, you know, the air conditioning that comes that's made specific for this unit. Like if you want to have the experience of the ride of this vehicle, you have to buy the whole car. We are not like, you know like they do in the hood where they, you know, chopping and screwing the thing, like they breaking it down, putting something on bricks, switching out tires. Like we are not doing that. Like y'all, we have to stop doing these like um, hood hustles and, you know, we have to get it together. We have to get it together. And a lot of the time, if you care about your clients getting their results and like really being able to deliver the promise of what your program is designed to do, when you break apart parts of your process and sell it at a more affordable rate, you're honestly putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound for that prospect, right? Normally, your prospect needs surgery. They need to have an all-encompassing, you know, a full-on process to be able to get the results. If you just give them a Band-Aid and pull it on their bullet wound, you're really not serving that client at the end of the day. You're actually doing them a disservice. So this is why, you know, I'm a very, this is a huge reason. I just wanted to break that down before we went on to the third point of like why you're actually doing your clients a disservice when you break out pieces of your process to sell it at a more affordable price point. Because it is almost like one, now you're making your client buy four or five different things and you're making it harder for them because now they're going to have to piece together all these different affordable packages that you like broke down and died, you know, deconstructed. And they're going to have to be the ones responsible for putting it all back together to know what the process is to get the result. So we don't want to do that to our clients. Like we want to make it as easy as possible for them to execute, to get results and to see the result they want to achieve. So if any of you, this might be you included, have ever slid in my DMs and said, Jay, can I just buy the pop method? Can I just buy the lean launch? Know the reason, or can I just hire you for a 60 minute consultant uh, consult? This is why I've always told you no, because at the end of the day, one, as a coach, I have to be working out of integrity. And one of my number one, our business's number one core values is to do whatever is required to get our clients results. And I am doing you a disservice. You as a coach or a service provider, you are doing your clients a disservice when you start to break down your process into these affordable bite-sized chunks that are not like where you're, you know, you're pulling apart your process because you're afraid of selling the full package or because you're afraid of rejection or because you don't know what to say to overcome the client objection. Okay. Does that make sense? Like everything we do has a purpose. Um, but I just, that's like an insider secret. Like a, I don't even call it a secret, but it's definitely a key aspect of sales. That is a huge mindset reframe that I want you to be aware of. Okay. Hope that, does that, hope that was helpful. So the third thing is a lot of the time when you experience failure or rejection or a non-response during a sales conversation, it takes you months to recover from the rejection. 
how many of you right now are still in rehab, right? Recovery from objection. You got a sales objection maybe a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, and you have not bounced back. Like you completely stopped showing up. You reverted to creating more content on your couch, spending days, weeks, months, maybe even years. I know there's a few of you out here who have literally experienced a rejection, experienced a a failure when it came to a sales conversation, and you are, it is taking you months to recover from it. Like I, I have, I was literally talking to somebody a couple of days ago and, um, she's purchased, I don't know, maybe two or three different courses on how to build her business in some capacity. And she's never actually tried to sell it. She's never actually launched. She has never gotten on a sales phone conversation. She is terrified of doing a live stream video. She's never done one. She's never invited anybody to actually hire her. Like, and I'm, this is not to put her down. I think a lot of people struggle with this where they're in like rejection rehab, whether they know that they were checked in or not, because they are either afraid of experiencing a sales objection or being pushy or, you know, feeling like feeling guilty about taking somebody's money or whatever it is. Or so maybe they've never actually experienced the rejection, but the, the worry of the potential objection has put them in rehab <laughs> or they've experienced a sales objection and have not bounced back. And the huge, huge issue with this is, again, like I mentioned earlier, the success of your business depends on your sales skills, period. Everything in your business relies on your ability to sell. And if you are not creating opportunities for transactions to take place, if you are not consistently daily talking to strangers on the internet, if you guys are running online businesses and probably watching me, you're probably trying to sell your services virtually. If you are not creating opportunities for conversations to happen with your prospects, if you are not talking to strangers on the internet, you are literally robbing yourself of the number one thing that your business needs for survival. That is sales. So that's a huge thing that we have to pay attention to. Like if you are in rehab rejection, rejection rehab, whether you like knew it or not, we have to make sure that we are checking ourselves out and doing what's required for us to show up in our business to get on a live stream video and talk about the value that we have to offer, to learn how to get confident on sales conversations so we can actually do the thing like why we created our business in the first place, to create impact and to change lives and also to change your own financial situation, right? You can't keep going back to creating more content. More content is not going to solve your problem. You need to get, you need to get confident at sales, right? Building another course, writing another outline, creating another ebook, redesigning a website that you have not yet launched (laughs) that's still in like test mode on WordPress is not where you need to be spending your time. We need to be spending our time developing your ability to sell confidently. Sales is everything, guys, is absolutely everything. If you cannot sell, you do not have a business. If you do not have a means to convert clients, you do not have a business. Somebody's like, that one hurt. Y'all, I told y'all at the beginning of this year, I'm coming for y'all throats this year. Like, this is a year of supernatural abundance that I will be experiencing in my business and that I want all of you to be experiencing in yours. Period. Like, this is a year of supernatural abundance, supernatural expansion, supernatural territory increase. But in order for that to happen, you have to be obedient to the assignment that God has called you to. And I know some of y'all, this is a whole nother thing. Some of y'all have a fear of sales because you believe that God does not want you to be wealthy. 
many of us have been brainwashed through bedside, um, you know, bedside baptism on Sundays or through our childhood upbringing, thinking that money is a bad thing. Money is a resource that God created for us to utilize on this earth to create a larger impact with the skills and the knowledge that he has divinely appointed us with. God does not want you to be poor. I do not believe that in any, I know the God that I serve, the gold streets of heaven, ain't no way, like ain't no way heaven is as heavenly as it is and he want me to be struggling. There's a difference between having a love of money and worshiping money and having a love for the calling that God has given you and utilizing the resource of money to operate in the, in the, in the flesh and on earth. That's another topic for another day. But all y'all hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? God want me to be wealthy. I know he does. God wants you to be wealthy. I know that he does. God has placed an assignment on you that requires a lot of resources here in the natural realm of earth in order for those things to happen. We live in a world where currency is a way that we exchange value here on earth. So please tell me how God told you that you are going to change the community that you came from, how you are going to literally break generational curses that have been placed on your family without also providing you the skills and resources to be financially wealthy and abundant. Please tell me how that's possible. Like, I don't know how God is going to give you an assignment and not also give you the provision to make it happen. But part of that provision is you making money. Like God would not have given you this skill set, right? He would not have. But part of being able to uh, experience the provision that he has provided, you have to be obedient to the call. And part of your obedience is having an ability to communicate your value. Part of your obedience, y'all, listen, <laughs> listen. I truly believe this deep down in my heart. I truly, truly believe this, Okay. So let me get on to the next point because y'all, this is about to turn into a whole preaching sermon. Three issues that we're having <laughs> when you're experiencing a fear of failure or fear of rejection when it comes to sales. That first one is you're focusing too much on the possible rejection, right? You're focusing too much on the possible rejection or the possible what ifs when that's where, where your attention actually be, needs to be redirected. The second thing that we're seeing is that many people feel that ever, you know, many people are experiencing rejection as a sign of failure. They're questioning their worth. They're questioning their value. And third is maybe that you're in rejection rehab, right? It's taking you months to recover from the, the from the rejection that you either experienced or months to recover from the fear of the possible rejection that might come, right? So let me know which one of those three buckets do you, are you like, have you been in? The fear of possible rejection, you know, feeling like a failure or experiencing rejection as a sign of failure, or the third one that is like you're in recovery, like it's taking you months to recover from a rejection that you've experienced. Which one of those three buckets are you currently in or most experiencing most often? I see some part, somebody, K-Page Management said the third one. Just, yeah, just let me know which bucket, which one of those do you most identify with right now? And then this is what we need to do in order to actually handle rejection in sales, okay? A lot of you guys are in recovery right now. That's totally okay. No worries. Hey, Lindsay. Lindsay's in the possible rejection that might happen. Hey, Leah. Hey, guys. Okay, so what do we need to be doing to handle rejection in sales? So the first thing that I want you to do is actually list your fears with selling. Like pull out a journal or right now, if you're watching this live, type this in the comments. What are your fears with selling? 
Like, I want you to list everything that you think will go wrong, no matter how silly or dumb or like, girl, that sounds crazy. It is. But if you, if it has crossed your mind as a thought, I want you to write down what is every fear that you have with selling everything that you think will go wrong. I just want you to write it down or type it in the comments. If you're watching this live and we can talk through it, but what are you actually afraid will happen? What are you worried about happening? What do you think will go wrong? Whatever it is, I just want you to take a moment and write it down, okay? Somebody said imposter syndrome. Can you elaborate on that, April? Like, what about imposter syndrome specifically is coming up for you? Um, not getting the amount that I asked for, selling myself short, so maybe undercharging or like overcompensating or overdelivering maybe, judgment of my content or product, expectations not being met. So I think that's a lot of what our clients uh, struggle with. They think is they think that whatever they're selling isn't going to be good enough, or that they're not going to actually be able to help the client get the results that they're trying to sell. That one's very very common, right? So the next thing that I want you to do after you've written down every one of your worries, every one of your fears, every one of like all the things that you think will go wrong, I want you to look ne next to each one of those things. I want you to ask yourself: Has this actually ever happened before? Support for our show today came from my favorite payment checkout software, Thrivecart. Let me ask you, how are you currently accepting payments for your coaching clients? Are you forgetting to send those monthly invoices for those clients who are on those special payment plans? Or are you manually stumbling around when someone's ready to pay, but you aren't prepared to actually take their money? If either of those situations sounds familiar, you're going to want to check out Thrivecart. It's the software that I use and recommend to all of my clients to make it seamless to collect those recurring payments from your coaching clients with ease. Most good software checkout companies come with a high monthly cost, but not Thrivecart. If you use my special link, jerishahawk.com backslash Thrivecart, they are offering a special limited time discount where you're able to grab a lifetime license. Yes, you pay once and never have to include this software on your expense sheet again. Thrivecart easily pays for itself many times over with their high converting checkout pages, upsells, and affiliate campaign options. The current limited pricing offer is due to end very soon. Due to high demand, Thrivecart has temporarily extended the current price for a short period, so make sure that you act now. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash Thrivecart to get this special lifetime license offer and thank me later. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash Thrivecart now. Like, do you have a specific example when you can call out a client's name um, or a prospect's name where this actually happened? Second thing I want you to do and ask yourself is how likely is this to happen? And be honest. Do not just resort to the worst possible situation. Have you ever got some, like, you know, a lot of the time people think, well, I've tried to get sales before. I can't do sales. Like, I'm just really terrified of, you know, not getting the rate that I asked for or undervaluing myself, right? And the question I want you to ask yourself is, have you ever got someone to change their mind? Have you ever got somebody to think differently than they did before? Have you ever convinced somebody of, like, what it is that they actually needed versus what they thought they wanted? If you have kids, you have totally done this. If you have a boyfriend, a fiance, or a husband, you have convinced somebody to change their mind about something, right? If you have, if you have ever, I don't care in what situation it has been, whether you were at your nine to five job and you had to convince your boss that another course of action 
was the best way for you guys to move forward. If you've ever had to convince your husband that like, no, we are not staying in for dinner tonight. We're going to go to Elbar Zone in Southwest Detroit and spend 60 bucks on a good dinner because like, that's what I want to experience. If you've ever convinced your kids to eat vegetables or like, even if you've convinced a dog to do something different, if you've ever trained an animal, like I'm just, guys, I'm pulling out any example right now. But the, the fact of the matter is if you have ever changed somebody's mind, got somebody to think differently than what they thought before, redirected somebody's course of action, you're capable of selling. Like let that sink in for a moment, okay? You are capable of selling your services if you have ever done that in any situation ever before at your nine to five job, with your coworkers, with your boss, with your spouse, with your partner, with your kids. If you have been able to do that, you are capable of selling. So that's the first thing. So write that list of fears that you have with selling. Then I want you to add, you know list everything you think will go wrong. I mean, like legitimately. Then I want you to ask yourself, has this, has this ever happened before? And how likely is this going to happen? Right? Many of us, I know for me, when I was in my nine to five job, I had both times I got hired for roles, I was underqualified for the position that I got. I know good and well, I was capable of convincing somebody that I was able to do a job, even though on paper, I was not, on paper, I didn't actually meet the qualifications. If you've ever gotten into college and had to apply for school, you have convinced somebody of your value and of the impact that you're going to bring to that institution, right? You guys are all capable of sales. You actually do sales quite often, whether you realize it or not, right? I know a lot of y'all like facts. Yes, ma'am. Like, listen, I was 25 lead engineer of a $400 million pipe, pipeline project, y'all. I can't even count up to $400 million. Like, I had never seen that much money in my life. <laughs> Yet, I was a lead engineer of a $400 million pipeline project for a multi-billion dollar you know, utility company here in Michigan as an engineer. I was not technically qualified for that role, but I was capable of convincing. I was capable of communicating my value. I was capable of changing somebody's mind, right? That's all sales is. So that's the first thing that I want you to do is list out those fears and, an- and answer those few questions. The second thing that I want you to understand on what you need to do to handle rejections in, in sales is understand that no is normal. No is normal. Objections are unavoidable. So if you are waiting to start to sell your services, waiting until you're never going to get a no or waiting until any objection will just be completely gone, like you'll be waiting forever. No is normal. Objections are unavoidable in sales, period. Okay. Even in like, and when you guys really think about even in the most competitive industries, you know, when we think about in the online industry, many people who are selling low ticket offers, you know, if you're selling a course or a program that's 197, 247, you know, less than a thousand dollars per client, like what do they tell you the conversion rates are? Like the James Wedmore's, the Amy Porterfields, the Marie Forleo's of the world who were, you know, teaching you how to sell these like digital products. People typically have a 10% conversion rate, right? Like the majority of your leads are not going to buy. That is okay. You know, this is why I'm a huge believer that you do not need to have a large audience to make a lot of money, especially when you're selling high ticket, because um, even if you have a smaller conversion rate, your enrollment dollar, your enrollment price point is significantly higher. I'd rather have a 10% conversion rate on a thousand people where everybody that enrolls, you know, let's say we're dealing with a pod of a hundred people. 
if, if we only know that 10% is going to buy, right? Let's just, we're just using statistics that are like pretty normal online. If 10 people out of that 100, 10%, so we're looking at 100 people and 10% buy, I would much rather those 10 people enroll and work with me at $10,000 per client versus knowing that I'm gonna have a 10% conversion rate and they're buying something for $97. That's the difference between like a thousand bucks and a hundred thousand dollars. Like even if the conversion rates are small when you're selling high ticket, like you don't need to have huge conversion rates for you to even hit your revenue goals. You guys get what I'm saying? But no is very normal. Objections are unavoidable. Like the goal is not to never experience a no. The goal is for you to have the, you know, the know-how and the knowledge and the ability to know how to overcome those objections and how to control the sales container. That is the most important thing for you to understand and for you to keep in mind. And one thing that we teach our clients in um, any of my programs, services that sell or leverage, is when you, when you get on a sales call, your objective is not to get a yes. Literally, like you're, when you're on a sales conversation, my goal is never to get a client to say yes. My goal is to serve that client. It's all about serving over selling. My goal is to help that client make the next best decision for them, whether that is with me or whether that is with somebody else. Now, there are things that we do to qualify those leads and to ensure that we're getting on the phone with people that we know that we can help. And we know that our program is aligned. The promise of what we're selling is aligned with the problem that they're trying to solve. There's things that we intentionally do for that. But the goal is never to get the yes. My goal is to get that client to make a decision. Make a decision. Are you in or are you out? Is this for you or is this not? Are you a good fit or are you not? It's all about serving over selling. And when you can shift your perspective on a sales call, like, oh my gosh, I'm terrified I'm going to get a no. No is normal. But my thing is, I just want the client to make a decision. That is the only objective of my sales calls. You know, I want to help this client make the next best decision forward. Hopefully, you know, if, if, if the things are aligned and things make sense, that will be with me. But if not, my goal is to serve this client, right? The money will come, guys. The more you clarify your promise, the more you articulate your value, the more that you're putting processes in place to better qualify your leads and attract, you know, aligned leads with what it is that you're selling. Like sales doesn't really, it doesn't really become this like uh, overbearing thing. But you guys get what I'm saying there. And this leads me to, right, is this, was this good, guys? Like, was this helpful for you? This is leading me to our final point here. Many of you guys who are in services that sell, who are in leverage, maybe you've been on the fence with hiring me. The main reason why you are afraid to raise your rates and why you're afraid to sell is because of this fear of, 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 of objections. You don't know what to say. You don't know how to overcome them. You don't know how to navigate them. So I'm putting together a live workshop, okay? So next Thursday, March 5th, 2020, I am doing um, a very new training. This is never, I've never taught this information before in this context or in this way, but it's called the right response. And it is going to teach you how to overcome the most common sales objections that you've experienced. If you visit jerishahawk.com backslash live, you will be able to purchase your ticket for this live workshop. So, you know, many people know that raising, raising your rates is very simple. Um, it's as simple as just changing your prices. But enrolling clients at that, at that raised rate or at that new rate takes a different approach. So this right response training is going to be a live workshop training. Um, I'm going to teach you how to overcome the most common sales objections, right? The toughest part of getting booked out in 2020 is overcoming sales objections. There's something that, again, we need to all realize that objections are unavoidable. 
you know, this trending is going to go through. How do you overcome that? I don't want to, you know, I love to work with you, but I can't afford it in my budget right now. I need to discuss this with my spouse. And you're like, what the heck am I supposed to say to that? You know, I'm not ready, but maybe in a couple of months, like if you've experienced any of those objections, the right response is going to be the sales coaching that you wish you would have learned from that brand strategist or that messaging coach you hired months ago. This training program will give you everything that you need to confidently handle the most common objections when it, it, that come in sales from anyone forever. Um, and this program is specifically tailored to individuals who are selling programs $1,000 or more. You know, I've time and again, many of you guys know that I'm a firm believer in this, but when you're selling um, services that are $1,000, $3,000, $5,000, $30,000, there's a different level of psychology and a different approach that you need to bring to the table when it comes enrolling clients at those elevated price points. You know, there's just a different way that you need to think about sales when you're selling high ticket versus low ticket. So this training is specifically designed for those who want to raise their rates and who want to enroll premium premium clients. So what's included inside of the right response training? Again, this is going to be a live workshop training. If you cannot make it live, do not worry. The recording will be like, you know, chopped up more digestible, Any whether you purchase it and attend live or purchase it and just uh, get, get the replay, you will be able, you will get a, re- a recording or a replay of the training. Um, but for some of you guys that do sign up to join us during a live session, I will be doing role playing. So if you have a specific objection that you're experiencing or something specific that you want to work through or what have you, I'll be picking a few of you guys to go through role playing on the live workshop. So it can be very specific and tangible to what your unique situation is. So again, you can visit jerishahawk.com backslash live. Um, And during the training, you're going to get the complete right response system. Basically, this is our entire system to help you easily take yourself through in a very step-by-step manner so you can stop feeling like a sleazy seller and become a confident closer. You're going to learn the purchasing decision period pyramid, meaning like what makes someone decide to buy from you now? Right. That's a that's a there's a sense of urgency and a psychology behind why somebody buying decision. And you need to understand what that is and understand how to incorporate that in your sales process. So how do you overcome those most common sales objection price without resorting to deep discounts, special promotions, which are really cutting into your profit margin? So we want to make sure that we're avoiding that completely. Um, You're going to learn a lot about consumer psychology and how to align consumer psychology with your marketing content. Right. You know, you guys know I'm a huge fan of doing live video content. There's a reason why my live videos are so profitable. It's because I understand consumer psychology. And when I layer in that consumer psychology with my content marketing, it boosts not only the quality of my content, but it also increases my profit margins, increases my ability to sell um, and really increases, increases the quality uh, and caliber of clients that get attracted to me. So there's even more things that are included. Those are just the first three that I wanted to mention with you today. But again, if you visit jerishahawk.com backslash live, um, it's the link in my bio on Instagram. If you're watching this live on Facebook, it is the link in the title, this description, and also what I just posted here in the comments. You can visit that link and sign up. Um, again, this will be a live training March 5th, Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you cannot join live, you can always catch the replay. We will be sending out the replay in a using our member vault portal for our clients. But yeah, guys, we, we got to increase your ability to sell and to sell confidently this year. You know, if you want this year to be your most profitable year yet, 
you have to do the one thing that's required for you to be profitable. You have to sell. And I know this is a huge barrier of why many of you have not raised your rates and why you have not started trying to sell because you're afraid of what the potential objections might be. You're concerned that you won't know what to say or how to handle these objections or how, what to say back. So now if you, when you get when you sign up for the right response, this live training is going to completely get rid of those concerns that you have. So really now you have no excuse for not selling. <laughs> like you now after this, you just need to start showing up. You need to start um, creating opportunities for the, those com- that those conversations to take place, and you need to start actually creating opportunities for transactions to transpire, okay? So jerishahawk.com backslash live. Just, that's wonderful. I'm so excited for the right response because so many of you guys have told me like the biggest reason why you're not raising your rates or selling at a high ticket is because of all these fears of failure or rejection or not knowing what to say. So like, it's just time for like in 2020, that to not be an excuse for you. Like we got to overcome that so you can start experiencing the income goals that you want to be experiencing, you know? And guys, one thing um, for a lot of you guys who know me, the lowest ticket offer that I sell is $2,000. I typically do not sell anything that is under two grand. Um, The right response training is the only thing that I'll be selling for, um, a very approachable price point. Let me just put it like that. The last time I offered a program at this price point was the first three months of when I created my business. So trying out something new. Y'all know how I am about prices and uh, transformation, but this is going to be an amazing training. It's going to be a live workshop. Um, It's at a very approachable price point. Many of you guys know that the the least expensive way to work with me is $2,000 and up. Um, this program is significantly less expensive than that. So just visit jerishahawk.com backslash live. This is something that has really been on my heart this year specifically, mainly because I noticed that this is the largest, like this is probably the number one reason why people tell me they're not creating a high ticket offer, why they're not selling high ticket because of this, like I'm afraid of how to overcome these sales objections. And it is just a mission of mine this year to just, okay, how do we completely liberate, like, uh, um, eliminate that as an excuse for you so you can start flipping the funnel, raising your rates, offering premium programs and um, services so you can really start helping your clients experience a transformation and also so you can really start increasing your income because when you enroll high ticket clients, um, it completely had a three thousand client saying yes to you has a much greater impact than a thirty seven dollar client saying yes to you. And I will see you guys next Thursday during the training. Hey there, Hawk Hustler! Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you are ready to turn your side hustle selling services into a profitable online coaching or consulting business, visit jerishahawk.com backslash workshop. Within just one hour of this free masterclass, yes, free 99, you will have a proven framework to convert not just better clients, but more clients who are willing to pay top dollar consistently. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash workshop and I will see you there.